So let's keep the conversation going. Back to the learning journey experience. The learning journey series where I'm just talking to you, we're just having a conversation. So I'm making these recordings because I know you're going to ask a question like, who's Asha? What does Asha love doing? So other than writing books and coaching, then I'm going to give you three things that I really love doing. Like three of my, my top hobbies right now. And three of my top hobbies is snowboarding, cycling, and scuba diving. And I started those. I started snowboarding about 2013. I started scuba diving about 2016, 2017. Both scuba diving and cycling I started at the same time. So those are three things that I use, and I, I love them. You might resonate if you're a person that snowboard, ride bicycle, or scuba dive. So let me start with snowboarding first. I began that journey. I, I, I was dating a girl at the time, and she was like, Asher, we should get into snowboarding. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, all right. So we started snowboarding, and I started my first snowboard lesson. First time I've been on the snow to snowboard was in Banff, Canada. It was the national park is beautiful over there. So I started there, get the lesson. The guy that taught me the, I had one on one lesson by the way. I was like, because I learned this in the military that, like, if you're gonna do anything, find you a coach, find somebody that can give you the walkthrough process. Like, just don't try to go learn on your own, just by yourself. Certain things that you want to master. So I learned, and I was like, if we're gonna do it, then we gonna, I'm definitely gonna get one on one lessons because I want to learn this thing. If I'm gonna put much time into it, I want to get it. And so interesting that I I found this guy, I I think it was either British or Australian. I can't remember exactly, but he was a really good instructor. And I had three days lesson, three days lesson. That's all it took. Three days lessons. And man, I was getting it. And my, my, my girlfriend at the time, she was doing it for a couple of years and one lessons I had. And that first week I was, I was. I think I'll I'll surpass her skills because it was just natural. I'm I'm pretty, when it comes to physical activities, I'm pretty naturally catching on physical things, physical activities. I catch on on pretty easy. So I started snowboarding and it was an amazing journey, by the way. If if you haven't snowboarded, you need to try it out. Some people, like a lot of, say a lot of black people doesn't, doesn't board, but there's a lot of black people that does board. But some, some, some of my brothers and sisters I I talked to, they were like, nah, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. But, they're missing out. They don't know how much they're missing out. But anyway, I really enjoy snowboarding and it's been something that really helped me to really embrace the snow, embrace winter. Because being in the military, like, winter is brutal, like very brutal on your body. Because we don't dress the exact way we could dress in the winter. We dress where we don't overheat. So you don't put on all the clothing you want to put, you need to put on. So you're dressing up where you feel a cold, like your body is feeling a cold. So you're being toughened up. And it's like, man, I used to hate winter. Like, oh my God, winter again. What? I hate winter. But then I start winter sporting. And I was like, I can't wait for winter because I get to ride my board. I love winter. Can you believe that? I'm a person. I grew up in Jamaica. Like I grew up first 18 years of my life. I did not see the snow. So when I first saw the snow, I fell in love with the snow. But then winter hits the cold. Man, that cold don't. Mm. So I used to just didn't enjoy the winter time when I was in the military. Most of my time in the military, my early days, I didn't enjoy the cold because it was brutal on the body. 
and we were out there training in the cold all the time and you just getting beat up by the cold toughing up by the cold so you endure it but you were like winter winter training i'm not excited to do it but then you had to do it because you're training but then snowboarding shift my whole psychology my whole mental state around winter and snow and cold because i could dress for it now because the snow gear the snowboard gear the sporting gear it really keeps you warm like i'll be out there all day snowboarding and i'm not freezing my ass off it's good so that's one of the hobbies that i love um, snowboarding then the second one is riding cycling so i started off road biking and <laughs> uh, uh the reason why I started up because I used to run a lot in the military. I'm pretty, I was pretty good at running. I mean, running 12 minutes, 30 minutes. That's so a mile, 30 minutes, two miles. 12 minutes, two miles. That's how fast I used to run. 11, some, sometime 11 something. So I was running pretty fast. But then I beat up my knees because I'm partially flat-footed. So, I mean, it, running doesn't, doesn't work so well for my knees. So I kind of messed up my knees running. And I was like, I like to be on the move. And I got to stay fit and physical. What else can I do? And I was like, man, cycling, I sure jump on cycling. So I started cycling. And that's all I got into cycling to kind of keep physically fit, keep my body moving. And I started cycling and just, I started doing it in, in Hawaii. Yes, in Hawaii, I started cycling in Hawaii. And there's something about people that cycles. They're so awesome people. Very helpful. Awesome energy. And we used to go to these group rides and it was awesome just to ride around the community, get a couple miles in, do your 50, 60 miles a day, just riding, just getting your, your energy up and chatting and just enjoying people's company. And I loved it because I like being around people. Like I do. I love, I love being around people. And those group activity get my adrenaline up. And I was like, I love riding. So I started riding, convinced all the people to start riding. And it so happens that I went I went uh I went on this deployment to Cuba actually, Guantanamo Bay area in Cuba. And I was there and I met a lot of friends there and we started riding. I started focusing on my riding to a lot more. And I had such a good time there riding. Such a good time there riding. And it was like one of the best time of my life. I was just me. We do night ride, day ride. I was just riding, just pedaling away, just cranking up. I get out of work, I go ride. And there was two things I used to do when I was there too. I scuba dive, because I started scuba diving in Hawaii. But then I really, really got really good at it or just had a lot of time to do it when I was in Cuba, when I was in Guantanamo Bay. Because I was there and I just go to work. When I get off work, what else to do? I read a lot of books or I go ride my bike or I go scuba dive. So on the weekend, we just go scuba diving. So weekends, the folks meet up, everybody, you know, we find a group of people right at the beach people just scuba diving and it was so beautiful i mean that that place is amazing by the way like the united states we have captured a little a very beautiful part of cuba right there on the on, on the i think it's the west side west side east side east side i think the east side east side of cuba and it was just so beautiful it reminded me of back home because i grew up in jamaica and cuba is kind of similar to jamaica same same energy same environment and it took me back home and there was a lot of Jamaicans on Guantanamo Bay too, a whole lot of them. So we was Jamaican food was there, cooking up, and a lot of conversation, and I get to do a lot of stuff on the water. And I really had a good time. I had such a great time. But I really love scuba diving, and I went to I think I'm up to rescue diving 
some I was I was trying to do master diver, but then we ran out of time. But it was an amazing time. So those are my three hobbies, and I love doing them because there's another thing you guys, people that scuba dive probably probably noticed this, but there's a there's something that I I, I learned, and I wouldn't learn if I wasn't scuba diving. So I listened to this guy named Sadhguru. I love this dude. He's an Indian yogi. And pretty, pretty wise guy. And I was listening to him talk about some days he doesn't even think. He was like, thoughts are puny. I'm like, what? He was like, some days I don't even think. I'm like, hold on, dude. Like, like this brain, you, this Asher brain, you want to tap into Asher brain. I'm thinking all the time. Like, thoughts running on here all the time. He was like, some days I don't have no thoughts. I'm like, how is that possible? How is it possible to not have any thoughts? And I didn't believe the guy, but I was very open-minded because I was in my awakening state where I was learning. I was just like, like I'm not going to believe or I'm not going to disbelieve anybody. I'm just going to try things to see what these people are talking about because people are experiencing things and not because you're not experiencing doesn't mean it's not happening or it doesn't exist. So I listened to him talk and I was like, all right, cool. Let me try meditating and see what I can get down to no thoughts. And I remember I was reading this one book by, what's the guy's name? Michael, ah, I remember his name in a minute. But it's, book is slipping me right now. But it was talking about how he was watching his thoughts. And I was like, hmm, watching your thoughts. Let me go sit here and think. Let's sit down and just watch my thoughts. And I was doing that for a little bit. And I caught myself thinking. I was like, okay, interesting. So I'm, I'm separating myself from the thoughts. I'm separating myself from the thoughts. And then I got down to two thoughts. And I was like, okay, things are making sense now. Sadhguru might be right. Sadhguru might be right. So one day I was scuba diving. And this is where I proved Sadhguru theory. I was like, oh, this guy's talking the truth. So one day I was scuba diving and it was a group of us down here just floating around. And for about, I don't even know how long it was. I was not thinking at all. I was just observing the ocean, the fishes. I was just in there. And then I caught myself thinking again. I was like, wait a minute. This whole time, what? where was my mind at? Nothing was there. I wasn't thinking at all. I wasn't thinking. I was just in the ocean, observing, floating around, no thoughts. And then I was like, Sadhguru is right. You can you can you can be in a in a state where you're not thinking. And some days I try to sit with myself because I like thinking. By the way, I'm a, I enjoy thinking. I I enjoy my own thoughts. But the idea that you cannot think. If you don't want to, it's possible as well. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really validate that unless I was scuba diving. Now, if you're a person that just start diving and stuff, you might have this fear of the ocean, like something gonna eat you. So therefore, your mind is always running and racing about what's down here and so forth. But I'd overcome that part of it where I just enjoy the ocean. I, I enjoy being down there and floating around until you know run out of air and you come back up. But I wouldn't have that experience if I wasn't listening to Sadhguru talking about his experience 
And then me not disbelieving or believing experience, but it's like, hey man, let me go try that too. Let's that might be possible. Let me see what I can do if that if I if I can have that experience in my life. And it sure did happen. So you never know what other people are experiencing. So in this day and age where information is being shared everywhere, like people are sharing their experiencing, you have people that are are experiencing a lot of things that you might not know about. Like recently I was reading a, a book. I read so many books, I don't remember what book it was, but I have to go like look it up. But the idea that it was talking about people that lived centuries that only eat so little bit of food. Some of them fast for a week, eat on a weekend, or eat fast for six days, eat one day. Some day some of them fast for months, eat and it was just different people that live a long time and they only eat maybe three or four things. But then it then there are other people that just drink water only or drink liquid only and people that just only breathe the air and still live. And I was like, what? What? Is that even possible? So then I Google and I found this this yogi from India. And he was one of the most current examples of a breatharian. Based on the story and they, they video this guy and everything. So it's not like I mean, doctors test them on everything. So this guy is real deal. No no mystery makeup. And he stopped eating. His story is he stopped eating at the age of eight. He stopped eating, drinking. So this man consumed no food through his mouth. And he lived, I think, in his 90s. You can look him up. I think it's Johnny, Yogi Johnny. Or if you Google this Indian yogi that lived into his 90s without eating any food, his information gonna pop up. So I was reading the story and I was like, wow, you know what? When you don't know something, your mind is limited. But when I read that story and I looked into it, watched the videos and stuff, what this guy was doing, how he lived into his 90s, I think, without eating no food, just absorbing the energy, the light, heat, sound, and dark energy of the cosmic ray, just to his body naturally without putting food in his system, make you wonder like, okay, what is this body capable of doing? What are we capable of doing? Because in, in the culture now, it's like food is this, food is that, we need food. And we are, most of us are controlled by food. Like The reason why a lot of people do a lot, a lot of things they don't want to do is because of hunger, because of food. Like, hey, I don't want to go hungry. I don't want to starve to death. And that fear makes you think that you will stop this. You would do a lot of things you don't want to do. But then you listen to the story of this yogi that did it, that tell you that the body is capable of not eating anything because it has the ability to absorb it through the light, heat, sun, and dark energy from the universe. Just through the body naturally. And I was like, okay. Now I can think further down the road on that now. I can open up my mindset to say, okay, what is this? What else is possible? And then I read about all the other people that live centuries where they just don't eat a lot of things. Most people there are mostly hungry most of the time. And I find myself in that same state where I'm, most of the days I am hungry. Like my stomach is empty most of the days. I'm hungry. And I've realized that I operate way more efficient, way more better. My mind connects and flow way better. I operate at my max capacity when I'm hungry. Like when I'm writing, I don't normally have food in my system. 
because my mind is able to download a lot of information. I'm able to focus way more better when I'm hungry, when my stomach is empty. So I drink a lot of tea during the day. Just drink a lot of tea. And then I eat when I feel like eating. But once I eat, I have to take a break. I have to sit down. I got to nap it off. So what does the food do to you? The food makes you slow. It does. Hunger makes you fast. Hunger makes you sharp. And in the culture we're in right now, you would think that, hell, no, you need food. And that's why you see people, they eat so much. They eat a lot. It's always eating. Because we've been told that, hey, if you don't eat, this is what's going to happen. Your body's going to do this and that. But there's, then there is a lot of evidence that we don't know about where people are living years without eating certain things or without eating a lot. And even this one lady, um, I was reading the story about she was having some a lot of cancer issues, a lot of different sickness in her body. And she went on this orange diet. Let's eat orange. For years, just eat orange, heal our illnesses. So the body don't really need food. So when people fast, they normally heal themselves. Why? Because the body works better when it's hungry, when it's empty of food. Like, that might sound crazy to you because we love food. Like, I love food too. Like, it's just exciting to eat sometimes. It is. It is very exciting to eat. And you can co- you can continue eating, but in your mindset now you get to understand that hey, I can't be controlled by food because I know I can I can live without food if I want to if I decide to, and it's going to take years to kind of transition your body from the 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 eating habit that it has right now, but you can wean off of it if you want to, but you love food so much you probably won't. But just in case you're realizing that in the society right now where they're finding ways to control people with food, you're like, you know what? I'm going to take away that control from these corporations, these industries, this group of people. And like, hey, I can still function. So then you, 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 you eat less. You slowly eat less. You take a lot of, you take a long breaks between eating and then you realize your body just going to, the hunger that your body normally feeds or the habit that your body has when it gets hungry, it's going to slowly tip away. And you can control that hunger, then boom, you're in a lot more control of your body. Because if you control your hunger, you can control your mind a lot better. Oh, yeah. So something to think about. So going back to my top three hobbies, riding, scuba diving, and snowboarding. I know I went off on a rant just now. But I'm I'm sharing information because I know you're going to want to know what Washer is. Just want to learn about me a little bit. And I figured I'd make these videos, share some of the stories that you can get to know me over this next couple of years. When I start sharing things that I'm working on, and you're like, who is this guy? What does Asher like? Well, we can always bond over snowboarding, cycling, and scuba diving. And while I'm in Colorado, now I do a lot of mountain biking. And I picked up a mountain biking because Colorado's. They're, they're mostly mountain bike. I mean, I, I came here with my road bike, and I was like, man, it's nice road bike, but most of these guys are out there in the mountains. I'm like, let me try that out. So my brother was mostly mountain biking, so I started riding with them. I was like, man, mountain biking is fun. Oh, my God. It's risky. You can bust your ass a couple of times, but, man, I'm not let that stop me. I'm an adrenaline junkie sometimes. But it's fun. So what's your hobby? What do you like doing? 
Are you a physical person, like physical activity, or are you just like to chill, do other things? We all got our hobbies. But those are mine in case you're curious about them. Those are my hobbies, riding scuba diving, snowboarding. All right. We're still having that conversation. The learning journey series. You get to learn about Asher and Lavinia, and you get to learn from what we are learning from. And then we get to learn about you too. You guys will share. Hit us up. Let us know what you want to talk about as well. Because we're here to have a conversation, right? All right, then. Make it an awesome day.